Welcome to Creating Synergy, where we explore what it takes to transform. We are powered by Synergy IQ. Our mission is to help leaders create world-class businesses where people are safe, valued, inspired, and fulfilled. We can only do this with our amazing community. So thank you for listening. Hello, Synergizers. <laughs> Welcome to a very special episode of the Creating Synergy podcast. I'm going to be your guest host for today because today we get to interview your host, Daniel Franco. Welcome, Daniel. Thanks for having me, Michelle. <laughs> he's very <laughs> nervous about being I the guest very, instead of the host. I am very nervous. <laughs> I don't know what is going on at the moment. I'm, You're in the I'm hot seat. Shaking That's in my boots. He's in the hot seat. So we decided that it would be a great opportunity to get to know Daniel a little bit more because you've been listening to the dulcet tones of his voice for the last <laughs> 12 or so months. Some I people have said to me, oh, you're in the car with me every day. Oh, that's, uh, that's nice. That's scary. As long as you're not in the toilet with them every day, <laughs> that's I think true. that's going to be okay. In the yeah. car is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we're going to get to know Daniel a little bit better today. And we've been really excited about doing this podcast. So I hope that you enjoy it. So we are just going to start off, we're going to start pretty gentle, Daniel. He's right. a bit scared. He's like, oh my <laughs> God, what are these people going to ask me? Ease your way in. Yeah, ease the way in. So tell us, who is Daniel Franco? Tell us your story. Just give us your story. Oh, that's actually a hard question to answer. You always ask your guests that question. I know. So. <laughs> what is the story? What is the story of Daniel Franco? Uh, good South Australian boy. I grew up down west uh, of, of Adelaide, um, down the Henley Beach Grange uh, world. I still live there to this day. I haven't really ventured out so far. Um, my story really uh, come from a, a, an Italian family who have uh, been involved in the building and construction game my whole life, uh, well, their whole life. So my Father's a builder. My father's father was a builder. My father's father father was a builder. All the above, um, and uh, so I'm sort of the black sheep of the family that didn't go off into the building industry. Although I do <laughs> a little bit of property stuff on the side just to yeah. keep everyone else happy. But um, yeah, so kind of really early in, in my career, sort of had a love for sport. Um, played a lot of junior sport. Um, and was quite successful in junior sport, representing Australia for cricket and played a quite a good level in, in AFL football as well, um, in, the, in obviously, again, the junior levels. But then, um, yeah, then one day I fell quite sick. Uh, so as I was sort of reaching 18, 19, 20, I think it was around 2021, I felt quite sick and um, got chronic fatigue. Mm. Uh, well, glandular fever first and that turned yeah. into chronic fatigue. Yeah. So I signed a contract to sort of – well, I was in the midst of signing a contract to go over and play over in London, some cricket over there. And, um, yeah, just due to the sickness, never went and ended up being bedridden for, you know, three to six months uh, mm. because of the chronic fatigue. And uh, as I came out of that, put on a heap of weight because <laughs> uh, when you're training, you know, three or four – Three, well, almost four days a week and then playing on a Saturday and Sunday, you can kind of at that age eat really whatever you oh, want. absolutely, yeah. And then uh, came out uh, after that sickness and I think I put on about 20 odd kilos. So mm. it was a, yeah, it was a bit of a tough time and then had to find work. Mm. So uh, I had a little bit of a, a career change. I thought sport was where I was going to be. Um and I applied to get a role at SACA, which is the South Australian Cricket Association, to which they gave to a, a young chap from the country and I never, I missed out on that role so I needed to go out and find mm. um, find some work and ended up at Bianco Construction Supplies because Construction's you... in your blood. Yeah, well, Bianco has sponsored me through cricket, oh. they, you know, so uh, I had to wear their logos and stuff on, on, uh, on my shoulders uh, in the cricket and they would... Uh, they would, yeah, they gave us a little bit of cash to sponsor them. And um, the, I walked in, I'll never forget, I walked into a, he's the, the son of, a son in law, I should say, of Nick Bianco. I walked, Dari Fontana Rosa, I walked in uh, and uh, basically said, look, I just need a job, no resume. <laughs> <Nothing>. Yes. <laughs> 
and they said, can you start tomorrow on the forklift? So, uh, yeah, started off in a warehouse, lifting bags of cement onto onto pallets and all construction materials and loading mm. trucks. And I'll never forget the first day I started, they were teaching me how to uh, drive a forklift without a forklift license. <laughs> and um, this was a long time ago. Yeah, remember they, that. they wouldn't do that. No, anymore. they wouldn't do that now. Um, and I reckon I almost blew the whole Bianco's up, to be honest. <laughs> there was a young, uh, one of the older fellas there was teaching me. His name was Mark and I, I uh, didn't know forward from back and I put my foot down thinking I was reversing. And oh, I, dear. Because you used to fill up the petrol. They had an on-site petrol station at Bianco's. And I put my foot down thinking it was in reverse and I drove the fork through the petrol pump. Jeez. Literally almost <laughs> blew up this whole place. Oh oh, this my is what, first, day one or two? Day one. Day it was one. literally Excellent. day one. Day so one. Uh, so you made an impression then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm glad I kept my job. Yeah. Uh, and then I think really just from there moved up the ranks. So they saw quite quickly I had the gift of the gab um, <clears throat> and moved me into sales, <laughs> uh, which then to um, – to my own discredit, I, I was a little bit of a uh, well. I was very much a cocky young man, thinking I could uh, I could do anything, and um, I upset a few people with my behaviours and ended up back in the warehouse. I almost mm. got demoted and uh, ended up back in the warehouse on forklifts for six months. Yeah, wow! Um, Great learning experience. It was. Yeah. I, I did learn a lot in that uh, in that phase, and really had to move away from the. Uh, the idea that uh, you know I, I was all powerful and all knowing mm. um, at such a young mm. age, so I learned a lot. And then I think that was really what sort of sparked my own deep learning and how do I control my behaviour? Because even through my cricket career and football career, I did have a bit of white line fever. Walked on the pitch and really it was all in. Whatever yeah. goes goes. Yeah. Um, so I think it was around that time that I really started to uh, to deep dive into to myself, and and then from there quite quickly uh, rose in ra- in the ranks, um, moved up into sales and went on, and on the road and sales rep and got into estimating and became quite chummy with some builders and some, one of the builders knocked on my door and said, come work for, uh, come work for us. And I said, yep, no worries. So uh, still at this point had never put in a resume. <laughs> uh, was at a building and construction company called Adelaide Prestige Homes, building million-dollar homes there, mm-hmm. worked there for a while in a project management type role and then uh, got a knock on the door from a consulting company uh, called Aquenta Consulting at the time. They, uh, they were going through some, some, some growth and they needed some people who had some residential experience in the team. So went over there. Uh, that person there, was uh, his name was Rocky Mazzoni. He is my wife's uncle. Oh. He's one of the directors at that. So still at this point had never put in a resume. So uh, just Rocky took me under his wing and and uh, ended up working on some work down at the desal plant for mm. a good 12 months, uh, just doing asset evaluations and pricing and estimating and all that sort of stuff. And then became quite chummy with some of the people at SA Water mm-hmm. at that time uh, and I knew there were some vacancies come up and I did the cardinal sin that you should never do if you work for a consulting company was actually go work for the company that you <laughs> – Go um, work for your client. Yeah, so bad, bad, bad. We, we, we advise against that <laughs> if for all the Synergy IQ people listening right now. Um, I, I did have a chat with them first though. I said, look, you know, there is a ceiling, uh, you know, there was – there was years and years ahead of me before I could ever um, really achieve what I wanted and I wanted to move up the ranks fairly quickly um, and being a very like established company Australia-wide with three 400 uh, people across the uh, across the Australia, there was, wasn't much room for growth for me. I was going to be quite stagnant. Um, so I had a chat with him and, and Rocky was kind enough to say, you know, go – Go pursue your career. So ended up in SA Water, moved my way up through the ranks in there and through business development to so a, I think a, a pivotal point in my life where um, I was doing a lot of research. I'd in, enrolled into the MBA. I was doing my MBA, done a whole heap of study and background and personal growth. And, you know, as you guys would have heard before on the podcast, I'm a big reader and consuming knowledge left, right and centre and uh, this – in walks this this human being by the name of Michelle Holland. 
uh, SA Water, doing a big large project um, directly for the CEO uh, of SA Water and uh, managed to find my way into that team. You did. Yeah. I think it was an element of probably me being able to speak a bit of blue collar. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Having some construction background and working, doing a large um you know, strategic uh, people strategy and vision values and communication yeah. and feedback and all that, uh, running all these workshops with SA Water. And mm-hmm. and then from there, uh, Michelle taps me on the shoulder and says, you ever thought about uh, jumping out and uh, starting your own business or doing something? Uh, I'd be keen for you to, with your business development and sales background, I'd be keen to uh, – See if uh, if you're interested, and I said, yeah, absolutely. So this we, was a situation of try before you buy as well. So <laughs> I had six months of trying before I bought. You did. Well, it was almost twelve months, I think, in oh, the end maybe, that we yeah. were working together yeah. before we actually made the decision. Yes, to, yeah, no, to right. go out. Yeah, um, but yeah, since then, split the mm. business fifty fifty, and been growing it since. Absolutely. So uh, it's been good fun. Yeah, since two thousand eighteen. So what appealed to you about the about Michelle about me? No. <laughs> What appealed to you about going out on your own or, you know, starting a business or instead of having, you know, obviously um, having a secure job and particularly in an organisation like SA Water where there is a huge career pathway, you know, potentially ahead of you, their entitlements are very good there, their, Mm. you know, the environment's great, it's a good organisation to work for. Jumping out of something like that can be a challenge so where was your head at at that point and what made you go, yeah, let's just jump into the deep end of the pool? There's a fair fair amount to uh, unpack in that world. I think I've skipped a lot, as you can imagine. It's hard to put uh, your, your career in, into a, a linear process. But mm. um, I, I had children uh, in what was my first one, Isla. She was born in 2011, I think. No, yeah. Hang on, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> Isla, when's your birthday? Isla, when is your birthday? <laughs> That's, no, I was married in 2011. Um, no, hang on, no, I was married in 2010. I'm getting these dates wrong. Yeah, Laura, my yeah. wife, Laura, is going to kill yeah, me. Absolutely. Anyway, so I had, uh, we had had a young one and I, I really think that was a pivotal point in my life where uh, it wasn't. It sort of became not about me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really distinctly remember... I'm a big sci-fi geek, right, and my mates pay me about this all the time. I love Stargate <laughs> and there's like 12 seasons of this plus two spin-off series and I'm a, so I used to watch a lot of the Stargate TV show and I'll never forget sitting there watching, you know, this TV Richard show. Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah, Richard Dean Anderson. The MacGyver. The MacGyver, absolute <laughs> superstar. Um, Watching this TV show, Laura, my wife, was in bed and my daughter, Isla, started crying. So I was, you know, I had to do the last feed mm-hmm. before before I went to bed. And she started crying and I remember looking over to her and, and thinking, oh, this is this is not about me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about um it's about providing and you know, mm-hmm. you have this little little soul sitting in front of you that um you know, that's helpless, helpless yeah, without you. Reliant. And yeah, and then I think it was at that point I really remember putting all my wants and needs and desires aside for my own personal gratification and really set out about how do I create something for the family and become mm. more. And that it was at that point that I started looking. So I had a, I was involved in a startup before I did that. While I was at mm. SA Water, I, I um, was involved in the startup called the 15-Minute Challenge, uh, which was an online website to really promote people to on, on their health and got into a few businesses around South Australia. Uh, I haven't had much contact since I moved away from them in, in 2018-19 but um, also done a lot of property developing on the side. So I've had a taste of what… That sort of entrepreneurial world. Yeah, yeah well, I had a taste of working for myself even though mm. I still had a secure job in the background. Yeah. So… What drew me was the, just being able to create a world where I um, was going to learn, where I was going to be able to grow, where I was going to be able to have an impact on people. I remember when you first walked into SA Water and um, started talking about how we could help the leadership team 
Uh, and I remember specifically saying that the leadership team needed a lot more work that wasn't going to be <laughs> that wasn't going to be able to be solved with a couple of workshops. So, uh, and then you shut me down pretty quickly <laughs> on that. But I was pretty passionate about look if if anyone is going to improve themselves, it has to be outside of of just workshops. It has to be self development, self growth. Yeah. Uh, read books, speak to mentors, speak to coaches, whatever you want to do. But you have to put time and effort mm. into it. So that was, yeah, I was pretty passionate about getting out into a world where I could um, spread that message that uh, that people um, can really achieve uh, something in this life, A, as an individual, but B, as a business and C, as a community. Mm. And um, if I could have any input into that, mm. I'd, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, so. that's great. I mean, Synergy IQ obviously, um, maybe not obviously if you don't know Synergy IQ, specialises in culture, in leadership, in change, both organisational change as well as project change. Um, we do a lot of people yep. things. Like we're very focused on people. So what why that specialisation? Like why not go out and, you know, get back into construction or yeah. build houses because – there's squillions of dollars in that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, to quote uh, this famous human being, Michelle Holland, I will. Uh, you said it. I, think, I never actually thought about myself this way until you sort of um, you mentioned it to me, and you said, "Daniel, you're a people collector." <laughs> <laughs> Not in a weird, you yeah. know, in the freezer kind of way, yeah. just in a, yeah, in a nice way. Well, it, could, it could be. No, it could be. Depends on who you're talking to, I suppose. Um, no, I, I just, there's something about creating relationships and connecting with people mm -hmm. regardless of what I'm doing, I think. Look, mm -hmm. the, the, the work that we do on a daily day, on a day-to-day -day basis when you can see the light bulb go off in people's heads, like that's pretty amazing. I'd still love the construction stuff because, I, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, I'll, I'll drive by and I'm, I'm definitely one of those construction people that drive by and go to my kids, look, I built that, you know, <laughs> or I, was, I was involved in building that. Yeah. But now I can do the same thing and, you know, drive by some businesses and go, oh, we're in there and we're yeah, working with we're those people. Yeah, we're helping build that, so, yeah. I'm I'm very proud of the work that we do. I'm very proud of the work that I've done in all aspects. People are what make the world go around. Relationships are what, um, you know, I feel are, the, are foundational to being able to be successful. I don't mm. think you can articulate what sex, success is without people mm. involved in that. Yeah. Um, definition so yeah uh, relationships are definitely your superpower mm. they're absolutely your superpower and being able to connect with people is your mm. superpower absolutely and I think that's a really nice segue into you know you started creating Synergy the podcast <laughs> what was it 12 18 months ago now um, with Gabriella and oh, if it wasn't for Gabs oh, it, wouldn't it wasn't have for Gabs <laughs> it wouldn't have got off the ground but you had the idea around it and wanting to do this so why did you want to start the Creating Synergy podcast? Like what was it about the podcast or a podcast that appealed to you? If you go back to the people collecting comment, what a better way to get in a room and learn about someone in their mm. life and, and, and career. I am a sucker for knowledge, right? So everything is about, you know, in, my, in any downtime I've got um, – I'm listening to podcasts, I'm listening to audiobooks, I'm reading. Every night I have a book. I've got six or seven books on my bedside cabinet that I'm, you know, depending on my mood, I'll read and pick up and read a chapter each night. And so so for me, starting a podcast is two podcasts that I absolutely love. It's the Joe Rogan podcast and Tim Ferriss. Everyone would know this who listens mm -hmm. to this show regularly. They're the two that I listen to the most. Um and the amount of information shared in those mm. podcasts is is fabulous. And I was thinking, wow, there's some amazing people in mm. South Australia doing some amazing things, whether it's in down at Lot 14 or whether it's in a large corporate or whether they're in government or whatever it might be, who need to be heard and their mm. story needs to be shared. I'm, I'm pretty passionate about some individuals and, and the work that they're doing. And, you know, me, I get man crush and I, all the above. <laughs> I... I but um, there's there's a lot of people doing some wonderful, amazing things in South Australia, and I 
didn't know of any other way to share those stories without getting him in a room and talking to him. Mm -hmm. So for some reason, I'm lucky enough to be able to get in a room with him. I don't know why. Um, I'm still trying to piece those that puzzle together and, and why they accept coming on to a podcast with me. But um, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about just getting good stories out there. Mm. I'm not after a scoop. I'm just after the learn. And, and mm. you know, Gabs and I have often talked about what is the purpose of the of the podcast and mm -hmm. it really is that mentor in your pocket mm. type role, mm -hmm. you know, especially for people who are looking to grow their careers and and really try to improve themselves and, and you learn through story, right? Mm. So when I ask someone, you know, what's your story? Tell us about your journey. What's the ups and downs? I think it's really powerful to listen mm. and really take in what they're saying. And you can almost apply it to your own life and some of the roadblocks that you've faced or, you know, even some of the good times that you've had and you can, mm. I don't know, you can pair notes with someone who's probably if you're looking at from a success point of, point of view or, you know, in, or a position title point of view in higher up the ladder, then mm. what a better way to learn. So Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. What have been, um, this, this might put you on the spot here, what have What's been the highlights <laughs> from the podcasts for you personally? Well, I'm looking at the back of our podcast studio. We've got the pictures of everyone who's come on the show. It's pretty hard not to be proud of the, all those oh, names yeah, that are absolutely. up on, on that well, I know wall. that um, uh, Matt Michaelowitz, yeah. I remember when you met him the first time and you're like, I've got to get him on the podcast, I've got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> well, Matt's, so that's got to have been one of the… Uh, well, Matt, <laughs> Matt's book was was pivotal in my career. It really sort of broke… He, it was quite a simple book but it broke down had a goal set, mm. right? So that was my sort of first introduction into that. And I saw him sitting down the bottom of SA Water and I touched, I reached out to him and said, mate, can we catch up? And he openly openly said yes, which was great. And we ended up catching up for a couple of coffees. And this was all before the podcast. Mm. Uh, then eventually, yeah, I asked him on and, he, and he had, he's come on twice now, which yeah. is great. And gave some great information. <laughs> he did. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's a world of knowledge, but so is everyone else that we've had yeah. on a, the highlight for me is really not being and not targeting one specific um, area. Mm. You know, we've had, uh, you know, Thomas Mitchell about mm. drug, the drug development that they're doing here in Adelaide mm. to Paul Flynn to the Hospital Research Foundation to uh, Sharon Brower from Mills and Wheels, Dr. Terry Sweeney and all the work mm -hmm. that he's done in digital, in the digital space and health and, you know, the lads, at uh, the boys, Connor and Mick at, uh, mm -hmm. at New Argo and the IT world that they're taking on. So, so sorry to sort of uh, pigeonhole some of those and leave out some others, but just every single conversation mm -hmm. that we've had, we've learned something new um, and we've learned about where everyone's going in their careers because mm. the question is like what's the future look like is one of the main questions I ask and everyone just really paints a picture on what their world looks like mm. in the next five to ten years and it's just what an amazing insight yeah, yeah so for me the highlight has just been a everyone that's come on the show I've, I've remained uh, in contact with mm -hmm. and built really strong relationships with so you know, if you talk about from a people collecting point of view. But B, look, it, it business is, is going well from it too, right? Mm. So you get into a room with some people and you mm. build that connection and you build that trust and you build those relationships, then it's an opportunity to promote your business yeah. in the same to in the same token. So that um yeah, that absolutely. is also a benefit. Yeah, I mean, sharing credibility really, isn't Absolutely. it? It's, you know, there's some amazing people in South Australia that we get to work with as well as get to talk to on this podcast. And I think as a, you know, proud South Australian company, yeah. we are able to, you know, share that, share the gratitude of being here, particularly over the last, you know, few years yes, uh, being in Adelaide. Um, but the gratitude of being here and the gratitude of being able to get these amazing people in the room as well. I'm curious about um, what surprised you over the last 12 months of doing this podcast. Has anything sort of like gone, gone, whoa, I didn't expect that to happen? Uh, well, first and foremost, just I want to finish off the last question. Mm. What's been what's been a great thing? I think what's been great is working with Gabriella, mm. like 
if it wasn't, I said it before, and I've said it so many times, if it wasn't for Gabriella, this podcast wouldn't be where it is today. I literally just rock up and speak, yeah. right? <laughs> so, you know, if we're talking about um, being able to live your dreams, then, you know, that, you know, my dream is to chat and meet with some really great mm. people. Then, you know, Gabs has been a really big part of me yeah. being able to hit the dreams that I want. And I think what, that's testament to the the old saying, you know, surround yourself by, by great people mm. uh, and a great mm. team. And mm. so having Gabs, so thanks every, for everything thanks, that Gabs. you've done. But we'll, get, we'll get Gabs on and we'll interview yeah, Gabriella we'll as well. That'll be good. It'll be, She's shaking her head. But we'll, we'll get her there one day. She's a shy type. <laughs> um, but from a what surprised me, what what has surprised me is um, is the willingness for people to open up mm. and share their story. Mm. When if you're an outsider looking in, and you're an outsider, you know, we work with a lot of businesses and who've got people all around Australia and people out in the regions, and there's the old saying, ah, bloody head office, and yeah, yeah. You know, there's ivory this, tower. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. the ivory tower uh, perception. What surprised me, actually, it hasn't. It's not that it's so much a surprise, but it's kind of uh, cemented in my thoughts that everyone who is actually a leader in their own right wants to give back. Mm. Well, maybe it's just the people I'm reaching out to, but mm. that, that's kind of yeah. really something that's. Um, been really powerful for me is that every single one of those people wants to share their story and and help people learn from it um there's not been one person who i've spoken to who wants to withhold information Mm. it's just everything's on the table yeah and so i kind of live my life by that now it's like if you want to know something let me know if you you know if you want to know where i'm going and what i'm trying to do then Mm. i'm happy to be open with you um yeah, absolutely. I think from um, from my perspective as a listener, because I've been a guest mm. on here and also yeah. a listener, yeah. and and I'm host today, so I'm all very <laughs> excited about that. Um, don't get but, too comfortable. Yeah, really, don't get too comfortable <laughs> in the seat. <laughs> from a listener's point of view, uh, for me, listening, the ones that I've loved the most, like the the podcasts that I've loved the most, are the ones where people have been really vulnerable, mm. and. They've been very open with their stories. They've been open with their challenges. They've been open with their learnings. And as a a listener, you get so much more from that than the people who seem to be a little bit more guarded or a little bit more polished or a little bit more, (laughs) you know, I I need to answer in a particular way. And, And we understand that there are certain positions in the world where you do have to answer in a certain way yeah, and you know because otherwise you get ripped to shreds through yeah, the media absolutely. and we get all of that but I think for me it's been a real um, demonstration of the work that we teach in authentic leadership mm. you know when we do uh, dare to lead programming and we talk a lot about vulnerability and leadership this program has been a demonstration of how powerful that actually mm. is and what success an achievement you can get from that because I think a lot of leaders are afraid of being vulnerable because they think they're going to be seen as weak, they're going to be seen as not good enough, they're not going to be seen as not credible, so they hold themselves back. But the people that are most successful are most vulnerable Mm. because we know that vulnerability and courage goes hand in hand, right? And I, I really love as a listener to hear these stories and I see and I feel and I hear that vulnerability and courage going hand in hand in action. It's just beautiful. It's giving me goosebumps just talking yeah. about it because no, it's just amazing. It is. I think, uh, look, that's a testament to the host of the Absolutely the podcast. it is, no, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, looking at the podcast from episode one where you and me spoke about the leadership of the future mm-hmm. to, to, to now episode 50-odd or wherever we're at, um, I think my questioning techniques have improved mm. uh, and really trying to dive into those vulnerable mm. moments. Yeah, I'm the same mm. when I listen back, you know, and someone's deep dive into a learning that, you know, has had significant impact on their life emotionally. It's been a challenge or whatever it might be. It's definitely mm. been an opportunity to learn. So I really I really crave those mm. conversations as yes. well. I don't um, 
I don't particularly like getting into a room and, and you know talking to a whiteboard. I want to I want to be talking to yeah. someone who's uh, who's open and willing to give. Mm. Um, so someone yeah, who's real and authentic. Yeah. I think that's that's the the power mm. of authenticity. Absolutely. I'm interested to know what feedback you're getting back from people who are listening to the podcast. What are your what are your listeners <laughs> well, saying to someone, you? I said I, I was at a we we're at a function. And someone came up to me and said, "Oh, I listened to your podcast," and I went, oh, "That's great. Uh, I've got a fan. I could see this." And then she said, "No, I don't really like it." No, she she said, "I, I listen to your podcast. You're on. You're in the car with me every morning." And I said, "Oh, is your husband all right with that?" Um, so I think no. What's uh, what's been great is we the, the common feedback I get, and it first and foremost from the people who have come on the podcast. Every time I could count, I couldn't count. On, on my hands and feet with, uh, with how many times this has been said, we finish up the podcast and they turn around and they say, well, that was easy. Yeah. Right? Well, that was yeah. one of the better interviews I've done. Yeah. And because there is no agenda. Yeah. Uh, there is no story that we won't touch on, right? Yeah. There isn't uh, um, other than like the sort of pre-chat that we have with the people who come on the show, mm-hmm. it was like, if you are going to come on, what are we going to speak about, mm. right? Let's if we're going to speak about something, we want it to be valuable for the people who are listening. And then we just go down a rabbit hole. Mm. So that that uh, that from the people who've come on the show, the feedback is it's just an easy conversation. Yeah, it's a, a good way to learn about each other and learn about your journey. From the listeners, the feedback that we get is very similar in the sense that it's down it feels like we're in the room with you Mm. the conversation is running that smoothly it feels like we're part of the conversation Mm, some of the things you say are the questions that are coming to my head right and I think that really um what I aim to try to do when I ask the questions is come from some a point of learning Mm. right um instead of prying it comes from a point of how when why like what caused that you know uh what was the scenario? How did that make you feel? Like mm. that's one of the, you know, I'm a real in touch with the, the emotional side of growth. So um, that's the feedback that I often receive is, you know, it, you're mm. asking the questions that I want to know. I'm not going to hit them all, yeah. right? You know, you've said to me, Dan, you should have said this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that. But in the moment, yeah. I think I'm, I'm hitting hitting a lot of the questions yeah. that people are, yeah. are wanting to. You seem to follow your curiosity and mm. I don't think there's any other way really if yeah. you can have a conversation is following your curiosity oh, and allowing the well, person. The thing, absolutely. The thing is though because I'm sitting here and I've literally got 20 questions in my head. You can only ask one. Yes. Right? And then that might take you down another rabbit hole mm. and then you never get those 20 back because you go, mm-hmm. oh, no, there's another 20 following this yeah. this this uh, this answer. So you got to pick and choose. Yeah. It's, quite, it's actually quite a difficult thing. Yeah. And, and listening is like, Absolutely. Sitting here and listening to someone for an hour and a half, um, like I love it, but mm. it, it is definitely a skill set. Yeah. Because you almost have to remember what was spoken about in minute one. Mm-hmm. So then if there is something that's brought up in minute 56, you can almost relate the two and bring yeah. it back and – and I think that's what engages, makes engaging conversation. Absolutely. So you are a person that really loves learning. I'm curious about, given that you've been exploring very vulnerable conversations with many, many different people over the last 12 or 18 months, what do you think has been something that's changed you in this period? How have you been changed from this have I transformed? I, I would I would talk further about the the listening skills, the ability to engage in conversations, put my ego aside. Uh, all those things have really helped me because you you look at the people who are in in these senior roles and doing some wonderful things and experts in their field. It's always about giving. Mm. Um, it's always about how do we do what's best for the community? How do we do what's best for humanity? Mm-hmm. How do we do what's best for, um, you know, the next 20, 30 years if we're looking in that term or next two or three years or the next for the room? It's always about what are we doing to improve life here on earth, whether mm-hmm. it's for an individual, a business, community, whatever it might be. 
and it's very easy um, in life to to really believe that you're the center of the universe, mm-hmm. like the world mm-hmm. revolves around you, and everything you want and everything you want to achieve is um, is. Yeah, you know, for money, whether it's for money, whether it's buying a new house, buying a boat, you know, what, going on overseas holidays, there's all this sort of material stuff. But yeah, I think the one thing that I've really grown is it's not about me. And it really comes back to even having that, um, going back to with Isla when she was born, my daughter. It's not about me. Mm. It never was, it never mm. has been. Mm. So how do I just? how do I create content that people want to listen to yeah um and I'm able to do that I'm able to speak to people who have the same mentality how do I give back Mm. and I I don't know it's it's probably a little bit selfish in the sense that giving back makes me feel good yeah um but but from a change perspective it's grown me as a human being Mm. it it has to have like you think about the quality of conversation that i've been involved in Mm. whether i can see that or others can see it um i definitely know that there's something Mm. deep down that's made me respect uh, and 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 even strive harder to be able to create Mm. more so i can give back more right so yeah I don't know. It's hard to put into context. Yeah. What's been the most challenging for you then? Like oh. if you kind of look back and it's a mirror for yourself, what's what's challenged you the most personally? Well, the, the, the actual running of a podcast is bloody difficult. Yeah. Right. You think about the amount of research that goes in. Like I, 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 if I'm going to get into a room with someone, I want to make sure I know a lot mm. about them. So from a basic point of view, a challenge is the actual everyday running. Gabs and I have toyed with the process so much, you know, sometimes we've had two podcasts in a week. I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. Any, I can't do that anymore because I just my brain yeah. cannot hold that much information. Yeah. And, and the biz, I believe our business suffers if I'm putting too much time into it. So it's the management of time yeah. is definitely one yeah. that I'm still grappling with and everyone in my, and our team know that I'm, I'm grappling with that. But the the challenge is is uh, imposter syndrome for me. I would mm. say the biggest one. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm anyone or anything, right? <laughs> so you get in the room with some of these amazing people. Look, I'm just looking at the picture the of pictures. Dr. Terry again, Dr. Yeah. Terry Sweeney. And the guy's mates with Hugh Jackman. He hangs around the Atlassian <laughs> boys. You know what I mean? Like, who am I? Why are you in a room with me? Yeah. Um. So imposter syndrome is probably one. You know, Mick from Data, uh, Mick from New Argo bought in Data. Like he's, they're people who have yeah. just done amazing, amazing things. things. Yeah. Um, and you know, Katrina Webb, mm. Paralympian, yeah, and held the torch walking into the city. Yeah. I, why are you in a room with me? So, <laughs> the challenge has been, um, I think, really been accepting that maybe I am doing okay in this mm. and then maybe that people do want to hang mm. around me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is quite funny actually. Yeah, so there's an acceptance that. of you have the right to be in that room. Yeah, yeah. I think and, so. and there's people, right? So it's like well, that, actually, people, people, people. They're just it is funny everybody, you say that. they're all just people. I used to think of this I, and you guys would heard me talk about I talk about status a lot, right? And status alignment and mm. all this sort of stuff and the, the the challenge has always been if I'm going to get someone who is of high quality that has a high quality story or experience to share, then am I of the same status alignment with them, right? Mm. So it's about positioning myself where it's not about me, mm. right? Mm. And really understanding that, you know, if uh, if they don't agree to come on the show, mm. And that's not about me either. Yeah, there's a lot of stripping back of ego in yeah. this kind of. If you're going to be a giving podcast mm. host, you, yeah. you almost have to strip back your ego, don't you? Absolutely. To be there for them, yeah, and create an environment where they can succeed. It's a bit like a leader, really, isn't it? Oh, isn't it? Kind of like doing that. Hmm, that's a bit of a a good metaphor for leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's and you important. get vulnerable. And look, the other thing is, I want to. Um, I want to talk as much as I can and mm. actually not being able to because I'm listening. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's any other conversation, <laughs> if, we've got a, if we've got a wine in our hands, I'm talking just as much as they are. When yes. you're on a podcast, it's, you know, 
put your comments and thoughts aside because you've this person is sharing it. So yeah, absolutely. That is that is hard. I've got one more question for you before we get into the rapid fire okay. questions. So I hope you've got your dad joke ready to go. <laughs> I know you've got about fifty of them in your back pocket. I didn't think of one. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gonna be thinking well, no, about that. I've said a few on the show, haven't I, Gabs? You I'm... have. That's all right. We don't, we'll ask you that in a minute. Oh, no. All right. All right. Prepare, pop, prepare. pop that in the yeah. pop that in the back of your head. <laughs> so my last question before we get into rapid fire is: What makes you unique? What's at the core of Daniel Franco? got nothing to do with other people what's at the core of daniel franco the core i think the the desire to um to grow you know if you look at from like one of my strongest values is growth and and, and you know integrity would be the growth and integrity be with the two that everything i do is is based around those two values can I learn from this experience? Can I improve? Can I take this to the next level? Can I ask a different question? Can I um, add value here? And then on top of that is how am I applying myself? How will that impact others? Um, is that transparent? Is anyone going to be affected by this? Is this win-win? You know, all those mm. questions that come into play. Yeah. So it's this continuous growth whilst um, being very open mm. and, and transparent. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about doing things right and properly. You know, and, and given my background in sport and, you know, the white line fever and I've made mistakes, right? Um, but I've, I've, I believe I've really grown to a point part of my life where you know i'm doing the best i can with what i've got mm. uh, i'm not going to get it right yeah um, all the time and I'm, I'm still getting it wrong uh, you know there's words and there's sayings and there's yep. things i do and reactions that i have that people go hang on dan and i'm like oh, all right yep i think so I'm, I'm i'm very willing to take feedback yeah. And improve. Maybe Absolutely. that comes from my sporting background. So I, I did say that it was going to be the last question before I go rapid fire, but I do have one, which is one that Oprah Winfrey asks everyone. I love this question so <laughs> much. So I'm going to ask you, yeah. what's the lesson that's taken you the longest to learn? Oh, that is a good question. What's the lesson that's taken you the longest to learn? I we think stumped him, ladies no, and No, I, I know exactly. I'm just trying to articulate it. Yeah. I know how to – I'm trying to gather words for it. <laughs> <laughs> My whole life, pace, speed, aggression has been um, has been really a big part of the way I go about things. Mm -hmm. I make decisions on the whim. Mm -hmm. I go with my gut feel. Yep. All the time. Um, and I want to do things very quickly. Mm -hmm. So what's taken me the, the longest and it is still, I still haven't learnt it yeah. yet, right? If, if you talk about learning as in practising every day, I haven't learnt it yet because Look, I want to achieve everything and I want to achieve it tomorrow. Like mm. if, you know, if you talk about time machines, get me to the point where I've already <laughs> done it and then I can start on the next thing. So um, really actually probably slowing down and smelling the roses is probably mm. a lesson that I need to learn yeah. better. Yeah. Because I've achieved a lot in my life. Um, do I reflect on it? Am I grateful for it? I'd like to think so, but I could probably do it better. Yeah, and I think um, you've said to me a couple of times, a few times, shall I say, and it's something I think that many, many, many leaders ask themselves, um, definitely many entrepreneurs ask themselves, and it's the when is enough enough. Oh, yeah. And having that conversation around am I enough, you know, that self-actualized conversation, mm. and we don't have any answers to that today. But that's definitely the, you know, that's the end game for us as leaders is I need to be able to believe that I am enough regardless of what's going on around me. Mm. People are doing the best they can. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's funny that you believe that in others, but uh, can you believe it in yourself? All right, let's go to rapid fire <laughs> questions now. Ready? The Are you rapid ready? Fire. The rapid they, fire. Uh, yeah, they, they're never rapid fire. They're never rapid fire. We'll see how we go. So the number one book recommendation to leaders or anyone who's interested in progressing their career, which one would you recommend? <laughs> so I, I uh, Jesus, it really is, I'm very specific on this and I say it quite a bit. A library is a library because it has book of knowledge based on the knowledge you need at that particular time, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a one-size-fits-all book there, I don't believe there is one. Mm. The one that's had a, the biggest influence on me is How to Win Friends and Influence mm. People, right? Yeah. And that, but that, yeah. that has influence on me because I am a people I am a people person. Yeah. I, I I strive to create and yeah. build relationships. So for me, it was that was a better way of creating more relationships. So mm. if you're that type of person, then that's your book. Yes. Another one, you know, was the Carol Dweck, Dr. Carol Dweck mindset, which mm-hmm. really showed to me the negative, the difference between negative thinking and positive thinking. You know, growth mm. and fixed mindset. So. That was another one and, mm. and and being able to then pass on that knowledge to my children and help them build the right behaviours. So, yeah, you know, for anyone that wants to think, try to get out of the weeds of negativity, then really the growth mindset is, is a good one. Uh, sorry, the mindset by Carol Dweck is, is another one. Seven mm. Habits is another, like, you know, I could. Yeah. I could, What's one of the books that you've got on your um, bedside table at the moment that you're looking at right now? That I'm reading right now, Moneyball, mm. actually. Moneyball. Oh, really? Like yeah. based on the same as the movie? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Moneyball. I've got um, <laughs> Gabs, you're going to laugh. I've got the McKinsey, <laughs> a book on McKinsey. McKinsey story. Book on McKinsey. We banned him yeah. from saying I'm the McKinsey not, word in uh, the office. <laughs> uh, what else? I've got Playing to Win, which is a book on strategy. I've got The Alchemist, which is always on my bedside table. Mm. Uh, I've got the, a book of Stoics at the moment as well, which because you know I love the Stoic way of thinking. Mm. Um, so there's a there's a book about nice I can't remember the, the title, but there's a few there. And every night it's whatever you're feeling at the moment. Yeah, but the Moneyball's yeah. one that I'm. <laughs> I think what well, you know because I'm into data yeah, analytics yeah, at the yeah, moment, yeah. so <laughs> the Moneyball is the one that I picked up. And, and that's, that really is the way I read. It's yeah. based on mood. If I'm not feeling it, if I'm not in the mood of data analytics, I'm putting down Moneyball. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm in the thinking about building a very successful consulting business and I'm picking up the McKinsey book and yep. reading what they're doing, right? Yep. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a mood reader as well, yep. definitely a mood reader. And there's lots of people that are not and they get very um, very put out that you don't finish a oh, book completely. I, I highlight and <laughs> scribble on my book. Oh, yeah, no, that, that I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know that. But just like, ooh, people. Ooh, no, uh, I can't do that. Yeah, some people get we very angry at me for that. That's so, funny. So because can I borrow this book? Yeah, you can. But I've scribbled a Open it up. It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. You scribble all in this. So, what would you advise then to your ten-year-old self? Um, I, I would. My daughter's almost ten. She's turn, turning ten next mm. month. So, what would I advise? I, I'm. I'd, be really strong on the growth and fixed mindset. Yeah. I think that's one, um, you know, there's a saying that my parents uh, had that was said literally every day uh, and it's pretty simple and it's not groundbreaking but the word, it was, there's no such word as can't, mm-hmm. right? If you put your mind to it, you can, yeah. um, you can achieve anything. And I think that. That's something that's just stuck with me. Yeah. And it's not until you read the book Mindset and you realise mm. how much that is, oh, is, is attributed to that. So yeah, everything I've ever done is always been about if I fail or if I cannot do something, then, you know, just do a gap analysis. Yeah. Right? So yeah, if absolutely. I'm giving advice to a te- my 10-year-old self, it's have a crack, mm. have a shot. If you get it wrong, big deal. We're yeah. not in a race. It's not a rush. Yeah, let's nice. Just, let's go back, calculate it. Yeah. And try again. That's right. Dust yourself. Control, right. alt, delete. Yeah. Start again. Exactly. Cool. So. What's one item on your bucket list? <laughs> Maku Pichu. Maku Pichu. Yep. Yeah, right. Everest Space Camp and yeah. Kokoda Track. The island said one thing. No, there's three. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, are, you are technically the host, so yeah. you, can, you can do what you want. All right, but those three would be the biggest. I've set myself a goal to run a marathon next year too. But the yeah. Maku Picchu, 
Mm. I don't know. There's something about that place that just I have to get yeah. there. Synergy IQ retreat <laughs> next year. Gabriella, what do you reckon? Oh, yeah. I'd like Who's to get a Machu Picchu. That's right. <laughs> That's it. You don't speak Spanish though, do you? No. Well, we have to bring Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you had a time machine, where would you go? You only got one trip. Oh, one I've, trip. I've answered this question numerous times. Yeah. I'll, I'll, can I ask? I'm going to answer this twice. There's one answer that I give is like I'll go forward by the almanac, come back, right? Yes. <laughs> like it'd yeah. be stupid not to. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in the future and it kind of bums me that I'm not going to be around to see it and see where humanity goes. Um, well, you will for the next few years yeah, at the very well, that, least. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm talking yeah, for the longer term, yeah. longer term future. I think uh, there there is something about the past which is very appealing. You know, we've had people come on the show and say, I'll go back to the time where my, my grandparents were teenagers mm, and hang yes. around with them. Yeah. I think I remember Mick O'Rourke saying once that he would go back and go to the dinosaurs, right? Yeah, like, wow, why yeah. Why would you put yourself in that situation? Yeah. But, yeah, like it would be great. It would be so cool to see. Yeah. I, I'm i really on board with the Elon Musk ethos of spreading the human race across the universes. Mm. I'd go forward. And see how well we've done 500 years mm. and see where we're at. Mm. I'd be spewing if we hadn't achieved it yet. Yeah. Because uh, I want to see it. I wanna, actually, I'll go to, if, if, I, if I had a crystal ball, I'd go to a time where we have achieved it. Mm. And, and then go visit that. And just see what it's like. Yeah. yeah it would be on another planet. Yeah, it could do. Um, you know, being do. on another planet where you can see another planet nearby, you, like yeah. visibly. Without it looking like a star, like where you could see the rings around the planet, whatever yeah. it might be, like we see the moon, you could see another planet. Like I, I don't know, and you could breathe in some other air, and mm, that's your sci-fi geek coming oh, out right there, yeah. isn't it? You're stargating all well, over the place I am right stargating. now. Stargating, yeah. I've I literally just travelled through the stargate. You have, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could have one superhero power. I already said what your actual superhero power yeah. is, but what if you could have one superhero power, what would that be? I have already answered this one numerous times, I think, as well. I think knowledge would be the, the all, all knowledge. Mm. There's something about the matrix where you can plug in, download, and just get on yeah. with it that yeah. really appeals to me. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? like, yeah, totally. Um, should I need to fly a helicopter now? Bang, download, know how mm. to fly a helicopter. Just having the knowledge and wisdom to be able to do anything would be would be amazing. Yeah, that but does sound like a superpower. Having the knowledge to be able to um, control your own mindset too. Mm. <laughs> right, because your brain goes off in so many different tangents. Having the ability to control your own brain would be and, and, and so that would it. definitely be a superpower. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. How do you have fun? Oh, I don't. What do you do for fun? <laughs> what do you do for fun? That's not a quick fire question that I ask. Uh, what do I do for fun? <laughs> um, the, you know, with kids, they're, they're playing basketball, and, and I'm absolutely loving that at the moment with them. I run, I'm trying to run a lot. I, I, so I actually do running from, from a meditation point of view almost just to blank the brain and concentrate on my breathing while I'm running. Uh, I do some, I do a lot of podcasting and learn while I'm running as well. I never lose a moment. But um, I really love hiking. I love, so I think I've answered this similar before. I love going out in the ocean and I love going mm. into the, like the, into the forests or, the, you know, mm. or on a hiking trail or just being out. That to me, yeah, just getting away from concrete. Right? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. So if you're going to go to Disneyland, right, you're going mm. to Disneyland or a theme park, where's the first place you go? Oh, that's a good question. Probably the the food. <laughs> get a coffee. <laughs> Took me an hour to get there. I need a coffee. Um, <laughs> when you went to Dream World, Asia, you go to Dream World. When you went to Sea World, where did you go first? When we, uh, uh, yeah, well, food place. No, <laughs> I, I do enjoy the rides. We yeah. went on rides. We actually went to the aquarium. The aquarium, which is yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. that's an actual fact. We yeah, went to the yeah. aquarium with the one that you walk through. There you go. 
and we yeah yeah oh there's something about nature that yeah. just animals i always head to the scariest oh, ride you? first yeah absolutely because nah. that means I can go on it like, nah, more I need and more and more time. I need to my way in. <laughs> like, yeah, let's do this. Nah. Let's do this. I, Big drop. I'm a ride person at the end of the day because I value my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, adventure, I would, adventure. Yeah, I would never skydive though and those sort of things. I'm not, I'm not, no. Yeah, I don't no, like that thrill-seeking yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Feet on ground. It's good. Yeah. I'm happy with that. All Actually, right. mind you, I didn't, I don't mind getting on some, like the Superman ride was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That was good fun. That was good fun. All right, dad joke time. Oh. What is your best dad joke? Oh, no. I should probably ask you girls about this. They'll go, oh, my God, grown dad, <laughs> grown. <laughs> well, I, I've said a few on the show because people often throw it back to throw you. Throw it back. Yeah, I don't have really. one. What's yours? Because putting you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. So there's the old, like, what's a... What's a what do you call what do you call a blue bucket? A blue bucket, right? And so <laughs> what do you call a red bucket? A red bucket. No, a blue bucket in disguise. Oh, <laughs> and, <Jesus. laughs> so, so, I think maybe we'll leave yeah. it there because yeah. you'll just I'm, be on a roll now. I'm about to rattle off a few more. Yeah, yeah, but no, you're just I'll, on a roll. I'll Save them it. for later. I'll leave it there. <laughs> All right, so just before we finalise and we close off, one last final question, not so rapid fire though, <laughs> potentially. What does the future look like for Daniel Franco? Oh, do you know I asked that question and I think it's a pretty, I feel like it's a pretty straightforward question. But then when you get asked it yourself, you kind of go, i got no idea. I really don't. I really want to see the growth of, of Synergy IQ uh, I really love the work that we do. I love the people that are in our team. Um, you know, there's no there's no secret that I want to create a community of of, of great minded people, mm-hmm. like minded people, as diverse as possible, but mm-hmm. like minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I want, when I talk about community, I want to learn about the people in our team, I want to learn about their families, I want to learn about their backgrounds, I want to learn about their ambitions so, and where they want to go and how we can help them get there. So for me, it, that it's really about creating a community of, of great leaders in their own mm-hmm. right. Um, so that's number one. Get, get the business to a point where it's sustainable and, and you know, we can add as much value to, to the, you know, South Australia, Australia, the world, whatever we decide mm. to conquer. I would love to get this business to a point where we are trekking the international markets, um, where we do have offerings all around Australia. We have offices set up um, all around Australia. So that is something that is of, of a passion project for me. But I, I think if you're looking further into the future, giving back as much as I could, so I'd love to be part of boards and advising and, and working with them. Um, I would love to be a really uh, play a big part in my children's life and, and helping them succeed in any way, shape or form that they would like. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just I think I see myself as, as using my knowledge to the best of advantage that I could that will provide value to others. Mm-hmm. So however that looks like. Yeah. I'm very agile and, and I'm very much spur of the moment. So <laughs> really? I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Opportunistic is yeah, the word I don't, I like to use. Yeah, I don't really dwell on things. If I say I'm going to do something, I just get up and do it. Whereas, um, yeah, so I think that's kind of yeah. where I'm going to be at. I'm going to be open to experiences and opportunities. Nice. nice. Well, I look forward to seeing the journey of your future, Dan Franco. Yeah, well, I dare say you would be. A fair, I'll be but around. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. once he gets bored of me and gets rid of me. But, you'll, you know. you'll play a fair, fair part in that, <laughs> as will Gabs and, 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 and hopefully and the, the rest of the team. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Daniel Franco, for getting vulnerable with us today at the Creating Synergy podcast. Thank you, all of you guys, for listening and staying with us. Thank you, Synergizers. Actually, uh, can I just jump in? He can't help himself. Well, Go on. I don't actually really get an opportunity to say this. I, thank you for everyone who listens to it. Thank mm. you for everyone who's been on the podcast. Mm. Thank you for everyone like Gabs and yourself who support in the background. Um, it's good fun. Like, mm. 
the amount of people that I've, I speak to these days, I mean, why, why did you start the podcast? I'm like, why wouldn't like, you why start? Wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you start a podcast? <laughs> yeah. It's bloody good fun. Yeah. Um, but again, like that, that really comes down to the type of personality that you mm. are, and you know. So, That's but I, I, for everyone that does listen, everyone that checks in, I don't actually believe that you need to listen to every episode, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it's quite funny. I often speak to people, and they say. Oh, I haven't listened to that one yet, or I'm going to get around to that, or oh, you know, sorry. They say sorry mm, for not listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, you do what you got to do in your yeah. time, and you do. don't listen to them all because you mm. might not need some of the information yeah. in that particular podcast. No point listening to, uh, you know, a particular podcast if it's about a specific industry that you're not in. Don't mm. listen to it. That's tailored to the people who are in that industry, yeah. right? So pick and choose. Listen to what you need. You know, we try to get well-rounded people on that cover all aspects but, you know, sometimes there's going to be specific topics that don't hit the mark. Mm. But just thank you for the support. We're, um, yeah, we're loving it, I think, aren't we, Gabs? It's it. good. Yes. It's really good fun. And thank you for having me as your guest host today. This is Michelle Holland. Well, thank you. And thank you, Daniel Franco, for being a wonderful guest today. And uh, that will be it. Tune in next time when Daniel's back in the hosting <laughs> seat. Cheers, guys. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you once again for joining us here at Creating Synergy. It's been great spending this time with you. Please jump on to the Synergy IQ Facebook and LinkedIn page where the discussion continues after the show. Join our mailing list so you'll know what's happening next at synergyiq.com.au. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you really enjoyed it, please share it with your friends.